girl. Hey, welcome back to my podcast. It's your girl, Bella, and you are listening to Girl Talk with Bella. How you doing? How's your day? Did you exercise? Did you hydrate your skin? I want to know everything. Tell me about your life. Tell me about your day. Share with me. Message me. Email me. I'm here. I'm ready to listen. I'm ready to share. I'm ready to do a lot of things, honestly. I'm literally over 2020 right now, seriously, because... Next minute, you th- next minute you know you're taking one COVID test. Now it's mandatory to do twice a week at my job. It's a policy. It's their rule. You know, I get it. I get it. But I, I, it doesn't work for me. The way my schedule is set up, it does not work for me. Anyways, if you watched my Insta story, I kind of uh, post a uh, process how it works. I come in, have my badge on, sign in. I didn't record that part because the receptionist was sitting there. I didn't want to seem kind of obvious I was recording, but I like sign in, you know, walk through, take my temperature and stuff like that. Maybe next time I'll show you guys. And then I walk in and then I walk in. Usually there are like two, three people in there, but I was surprised nobody was in there. And that's why I got a kind of got away with recording while I was, you know, taking the test. That's how the test goes, at least for that test, the saliva test. And it's like 10 minutes of my time, you know, literally it is because I talk and say hi and say bye and all of that stuff. Mm, I would say five minutes, but for me, it takes 10 minutes because I'm a chitty chatty. And then we have to do this all over again the following week. It's the same routine and I get it. The facility is following the protocols for the state and it's understandable. But for me, I only could do once a week. And that's about it. <laughs> You're probably going to hear me talk about this uh, COVID testing for my facility until I quit my job. Anyways, majority of you guys gravitate towards uh, my latest podcast on how to be a hustler. You know, I, I received a lot of messages. Some of you guys are telling me that, you know, it kind of actually opened your eyes to do other things. It kind of actually oh was kind of like a wake-up call for you guys um, because you guys are good at a lot of things. And, you know, you thank me. I'm like, you know, don't thank me. You had it in you. You already had it in you. You just needed that person to just to push you. And I think I was that person to tell you that. And I'm glad I did because you guys are being very creative with your ideas. And I hope you um, make a profit off of that. And I'm excited and I'm really excited to see what you guys come up with. And if you do um, actually uh, start a business of your own, make sure please to tag me. I really want to uh, become part of this journey with you as well. I cannot wait. And I also talked to um, someone else uh, regarding on when starting a business. Um, a lot of people don't talk about, um, you know, moms who put their career aside for their families who now are struggling to start um, their business. They don't know what their family going to think. They don't they're scared because they've been doing so many things for their family that they even forgot um, their goals and their dreams. And one thing I want to mention this is it's never too late to start whatever you want. Just go for it. Like I mentioned my, in the previous um, podcast, go for it. You know, the only person that's stopping uh, you is yourself. The world is your oyster. I love that quote. The world is your oyster. You could do anything you want. So with that being said, I want to jump into the next topic. I don't know if you have been following Halima, the Somali supermodel. I don't know if she wants to be called that. But if you will follow her Insta story, she was talking about her journey um, when it came to the hijab. She now kind of realized that, look, I'm going to stand up for myself. I'm going to speak up for myself. 
and I want to be a better role model. And she, I think she finally find her peace. Mashallah. I really think that she find her peace because it takes a lot of strength and it takes a lot of courage to finally say, look, I was wrong and this is not hijab. And I couldn't be so much happier for her. I was like, yes, yes. You better, you better, Halima. You better, 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 girl. You better. Yes. Even though she was naive at that time, she now realized that, look, if you don't like what I wear, and if you don't like how I look, then you don't have to. If you, if you, you may not agree with it. The way she shared her story was amazing to me, and I'm glad she did. Because imagine a lot of um, girls who wear the headscarf, the hijab, get ridiculed, um, harassed in a way, um, put down, let down. Um, some of them don't even get opportunity. For example, like even in a regular job setting, they will tell you they will call you back because of your headscarf, you know. Without even looking at your um, resume or the type of work you did, they look at you and what you wear in your head and, and then nobody calls you back. Because they automatically judge you for what you wore in your head. They automatically read you without even knowing who you really are, the type of work that you can bring in the table. That's what I'm talking about. And a lot of us who are uh, hijabi influencers um, sometimes have to be um, uh held accountable for what they say and what they do as well just because um your favorite influencers wearing a hijab certain way your non-muslim friends need to realize my friend actually imani mentioned this just because your your favorite muslim blogger or your favorite muslim um friend is wearing hijab certain way sometimes it doesn't mean that it's the right or correct way they're wearing that scarf there's a correct way and the wrong way you wear the scarf okay you know i'm not um I'm not bringing anybody down. Um, I'm not disrespecting anybody, but I'm just saying. And you know what? I'm at fault myself as well because I'm sure you'll find a lot of pictures that I'm not wearing the scarf properly, first of all. You know, let me look at my double. Let me look at myself first before I, you know, talk about somebody else, okay? Even though we have so many styles, um, you know. Just to put that out there for my non-Muslim uh, listeners, um, they are correct way you wear the scarves. No, it's colorful. I know it's beautiful, but there is correct way to wear the scarf, you know. And the other thing I want to bring light to is uh, mental illness. A lot of people don't talk about this, especially when you're when you're a foreigner. Um, at least for my culture, we tend to not talk about uh, mental illness. We put that and push that under the rug. Uh, for, in for instance, depression, anxiety, um, you know, they just say, oh, um, you're, you're, you're making yourself that way or praying enough or you are um, lost cause or people are used to um, living their life that way where we don't talk about our feelings at all. I don't know how my mother did it with 10 kids. I'm sure she faced postmortem depression with all of us. Even though, even, even though when I mentioned to her, she denies it, but I know that she did. And I know that she did. 
because the Somali older generation are taught to hide your feelings, not to show your feelings. Um, that mental illness is just um, just a myth, I would say. It's, it's not real. It's all in your head. How ironic. It's all in your head. What you're feeling right now is you're, you're not praying enough. I want to let my Somali millennials know that, yes, some of us get depressed. Yes, some of us have anxiety. Not just because you're not pr praying enough. No, it's real, you know. It, it is real. It's okay. Um, if you do want to talk, let me know. I'm here. Um, and try to talk to your family members. They may not listen, but keep going. Don't stop. Don't quit. It's okay. Um, I got married to my husband. He always would tell me, Ista, share your feelings. I'm like, no, like, you know, like, why would I want to share my feelings? Like, no, I'm mad. I'm upset. So that taught me by sharing my feelings and my thought that I didn't know that so it brought so much relief for me that sometimes when I'm upset, I until now, until this day, I do. I'm like, look, you made me feel bad. I feel sad because you um, didn't listen to me. You ignored me or I'm upset because I think that you took it overboard. I, we express our feelings. Because of my husband, he taught how to express my feelings, even though I knew how to express my feelings before. But growing up in a Somali household, we never express our feelings. We just got upset, closed the door, and that's it. For my parents, once in a while, they used to tell me, okay, tell me how you feel. But normally in a Somali household, we don't express any affection or we don't express any feelings. And some of them may not be true. We show affection, but not like how American families, like nor like a normal American families, like they just they just love and hug each other. We don't have that. And sometimes it's due to trauma, I would say, because of the war. You know? Because of the war, they faced so many um, obstacles so many things that sometimes it, it, it blocks the emotion to show love or to, sh to show how to express yourself it blocks that and unfortunately they have kids and when they have kids um, the kids are going to grow up not showing emotions towards their family members you know well, they'll grow up to either show emotions, but not towards their parents because their parents didn't show that to them. So they show their affection to the, either their friends or, you know, the, someone that re they really like. But it's the sad part about it. That's why I wanted to break that cycle um, by showing more affection to my children, my siblings, my parents. Um, so the only time I recall my parents ever ever actually show me affection is after I got married because they would come uh, to my house and kiss the kids kiss me hug me that's the only time I recall at, honestly because before that my parents didn't show me affection even though they told me they love me but it wasn't like a hug or you know you, you know what I'm talking about I never like uh, it was never like that that goes also for my siblings. If I hug them and tell them I love them, sometimes it throws them off. They're like, man, stop. You weird, bro. They say stuff like that, you know, to me. And then finally, they got used to that. And they say, I love you too, sis. I love you more. You know, they got used to it now. But before, it was just like, why are you telling me that? Because my parents didn't show us that. Even though they loved us, they gave us everything. They never showed us that. 
And I feel like because due to the war and the trauma they faced in their life, that they kind of distant themselves. And it's not their fault. I don't blame them. But I felt I wish. But I wish that when we came to this country, I wish that they got the therapy that they needed. Because remember, they're coming from a refu- uh, from a war, from a war to a refugee camp, to a refugee camp to the United States of America. Still carrying that burden and that sadness to a whole new country. You know. And that's what I'm saying is that people need to realize, especially in my in our community, need to realize that uh, mental illness is real. Uh, try to talk to your parents. Please try to talk to your parents. I'm sure um, they would love to talk about. It. Just sit down one day with them and talk about their life story, their past. You know, you probably hear a story that you'll never thought you will ever hear in your lifetime. Try to try to communicate with your parents. Try to sit with your parents. Try to understand them. You, because at the end of the day. They try to give you a better life. They put their career aside because they have to take care of their family, you know. Either for you to disappoint them or for you to not even listen to them. Your parents are important. Even though they might not show you affection right now, please sit with them. They need somebody to talk to. I promise you that it might even change their whole ways of thinking. It might just click something and they, it might just change their whole way of thinking, you know. I don't even want to talk mental illness just for our community. I want to take up talk about mental illness in general as human beings. People don't take it seriously, and it's important to actually advocate. But please make sure you check on your friends, family, anybody that you know, even the happy ones. Because you might never know. You might never know what people are going through. And that's the one of the reasons why I start this podcast, to make sure that people are okay. Take a day to yourself. Yes, your life might be hectic and crazy. Take 30 minutes, an hour, 40 minutes, two hours to yourself. You deserve it. You deserve it. Take it. You matter. Your feelings matter. You're not alone. You could do this. You know, matter of fact, you guys could even DM me, email me. I am there okay inshallah i am there i i will answer your messages as um honest and possible and fast as i can as long that you are willing to talk i am here thank you guys for listening to girl talk with bella i am bella yusuf make sure to subscribe comment and like until next time guys peace and love